Life Audio. Our next encouragement for you will feature Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley on the subject of affirmation in marriage. And financial authority Tom Techmeyer shares the difference between gambling and investing. Welcome to the Encouragement for You podcast, brought to you by Encouragement Communications in association with the Salem Web Network and is part of the Life Audio Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. In just a moment, your host, Don Hawkins, will introduce today's episode. First, a word from our sponsors. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Dr. Greg Smalley serves as Vice President for Families of Focus on the Family, and his wife Erin is a licensed Christian therapist. In our initial segment, they join host Don Hawkins to explain the value of affirmation between marriage partners. In Gary uh, Chapman's uh, great book, The Five Love Languages, there's, there's one of the love languages, words of affirmation. Hmm. And, and what, I, what I love about that is... As you talked about earlier, one of the deepest human needs is is to feel affirmed or to feel appreciated. Hmm. In other words, people thrive on on hearing uh, it verbalized how much people appreciate one another. But it's a, it's a very complicated issue. I mean, what and as Aaron and I started studying this concept, we we realized that you know that 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 verse in Proverbs uh, eighteen twenty one that says the tongue has the power of life and death. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, if you really think about it, our words can, can bring life to someone, but also death. And, and, you know, a good marriage must be created. A good marriage isn't going to just happen. It's going to be because we put effort and we put energies in, in Don. Probably one of the best ways that we can, 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 can put in work at a great marriage is, is through our words. Mm. And, and that's why tonight what we would love to do is, is to challenge the, the listeners to, to pick one thing that we talk about, just one, yeah. and do it regardless of what your spouse does or that other person, that significant other, and, and try it this week and just and bring life to yeah. someone. Yeah, instead of bringing death, that great verse, Proverbs eighteen twenty one, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Uh, Aaron, who's better at affirmation, men or women? I would say naturally it's probably women mm-hmm. because women are just better with connecting emotionally through their words. However, I'm certain that there's men out there that, that really 
specialize in this and really try to affirm their wife, mainly because all of us need it, but I think women maybe are better at asking for it. Yeah. And Greg, let me just uh, for a minute broaden this out. It seems to me that verbal affirmation is critical in a marriage relationship. It can also help in the workplace. It can help in friendships and relationships. That Everywhere. It's pretty strategic. Well, I mean, because, c- again, it doesn't say the married tongue, you know, is the power of life or death. I mean, mm. it says the tongue. So any relationship, especially with our kids, I mean, you name the relationship. Yeah. The, the the rewards from 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 affirming that relationship are 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 endless and you know for for us Don funny enough uh, the the first time we really realized this was two weeks into our marriage hmm okay you tell, know Don tell me more. like he, Greg said we'd been married for about two weeks and as a new young bride I simply wanted to hear how I was doing as a wife and so I asked Greg a very simple question. Honey, how am I doing as a wife? We've been married for two weeks. How am I as a wife? I'd never been a wife before. Take and one guess what I said. Yeah, uh, you'll get better. <laughs> okay, that may <laughs> have shut me down. Yeah. What you said was bad enough. That was... <laughs> that would have been worse. That would have right? devastated me. Yeah, that would have been bad. Well, see, that's what happened when, when we brought our twins home from the hospital. Our next-door neighbor came over, and uh, you can imagine how Kathy felt when he looked at them and took one look at the two of them and said, they'll get better looking. <laughs> oh, ouch. Ooh, that, that was, was not affirming. That's right, and you yeah. moved the next day, I'm sure. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, that house is no longer there. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, I said, fine. Yeah, or maybe not. Luckily, oh, well, I hadn't been married before, so I didn't have any context. Was I was going to say, yeah, you bad. you managed to come up with the right answer. You're doing great. You're doing yeah. fine. Yeah, I don't know that it was the right answer, Don. It was fine. Feelings inside, not expressed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I tell you, she was she, what she was looking for was is is for me to affirm how she was doing as a wife, and, and I didn't get it, and it took me a while, and and you know one of the things that. There's lots of ways to do this. So let's just jump in. One of the ways that we can provide affirmation for our spouse is through words of gratitude. Mm. This is just a real simple, just saying thank you. But, but, but it's not just thank you. It's actually picking out specific things that you've noticed that they've done throughout the day that you appreciate and actually verbalizing those. You know, it's thanks for, you know, I was out of town when our taxes came due and I forgot to, to, to finish that off. And so I called home in panic saying, hey, Aaron, would, would you do this? But then I also remembered when I got home to say, hey, you know what? Thank, thanks for turning that in. I know that that mm-hmm. probably wrecked your day and you had to do extra stuff, but, but thanks for, for taking the time to do that for our family. Yeah, and if she, if she hadn't, they might have taken you both to jail. Exactly. <laughs> right. It was, of course, yeah, motivation. That's yeah. right. And, of course, it's so important to know that when you have a, a spouse or a friend or a child that, their primary love language is words of affirmation. I know for Greg, when I say thank you in return or I praise him for something that he's done, it just brings a life to him. Yeah. It is it is just such a basic need for him. And that's a that's another one is words yeah. of praise of just of just telling your your spouse, you know, gosh, you did such a great job in that presentation you did last yeah. night. You know, I, yeah. I saw it, you you got up there and you did a great job, or what a great job you did with the kids today. Yeah. You know, I saw how you got down and really talked to Garrison about, you know, about his little owie on his foot. You know, I just I noticed that, and just taking time to praise each other. Yeah, it doesn't have to. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a huge thing either. It doesn't have to be that you accomplish some feat. You climb Mount Everest or, or you know, something of that nature. It can be a relatively small thing. Maybe you. Uh, 
you navigated through traffic and or maybe you came home on time and, and were there for supper or something of that nature. Um, it seems like for a person whose love language is words of affirmation, uh, even praise for little things and even little expressions of gratitude can go a long way. We'll be back with more after a brief word from our sponsors. And don't forget to listen for Dawn's live weekend talk show, Encouragement Live, heard Saturdays at 7.05 p.m. Central Time on American Family Radio and other radio stations around the country, as well as on the worshipchannel.org. Tom Techmeyer is the founder and president of Techmeyer Financial Services in Omaha, Nebraska. His concern over the dangers inherent in gambling are evident in this conversation with host Don Hawkins, during which he explains the difference between investing and gambling. Our subject is the difference between gambling and investing. This is the new King James release. It talks about it. It says that dishonest money will dwindle, but money gathered little by little will surely grow. Hmm. And so the whole idea is that uh, the wise man understands that uh, being a faithful steward uh, with whatever resources have been entrusted to you takes time and hard work in in order to do well with those financial resources. Uh, Gambling, on their hand, obviously, um, tries to get people to... Um, Satan uses the tool of gambling, as it were, to convince people or try to get them to believe, in other words, that there is uh, something for nothing, that you can uh, get rich quick, uh, that all of these kind of things uh, are are just fine and dandy and and that they don't cause anybody any problems or uh, any any heartache. And, of course, nothing could be further of the truth. Gambling is one of many great evils that uh, uh but it, and it may be one of the one of the fastest growing evils that have been put upon people in their never ending desire for quick riches and um you know they think that they can live the 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 good life just by hitting it big mm. at the roulette wheel or the blackjack table um and obviously that what really happens in most cases all but a precious few, is that in its wake leaves the smoldering remains of lives wrecked and ruined um, because they didn't have enough sense to push themselves away from the table or, better yet, to go into the casino in the first place. And, and the sad thing, Tom, is that not only do you have casino gambling now, most states have lotteries, they have Powerball, uh, and uh, in addition to that, you have um, online gambling, which has become just a huge industry in our day. Oh, Don, that's very true, and that's a, that's a very good point, and no discussion on gambling would be complete if you didn't kind of set this up, what, just the direction that you headed there. I mean, I, I can think back when I was a kid, you know, some 40 years ago or so, and my folks helped me to understand very early on that gambling was something that was done by bad men yeah. in back rooms that were poorly lit and filled with smoke. And if the police showed up and raided the joint, they <laughs> hauled them all off to prison. Right. Well, today, it's just the opposite. It's the lead story on the 10 o'clock news, the, mm-hmm. the, the, yep. the Powerball numbers and whatnot. And yeah. and I just think, my, oh, my, you know, it's it's... It's um, it, it, it's it's a case where we have certainly fallen a, a long, long, long way here, and uh, so I mean I think 
you know, it's really important that we that we talk about these kind of things and that we try and uh, address them and uh, hopefully can answer some questions and point out some things uh, that will help give people some insight as to exactly what we're up against here as people um, get more and more addicted to gambling on a daily basis. And it's not, it's, it's, it's not just outside the, the, you know, the church or it's not just non-Christians. Um, I mean, it really has affected all kinds of people from every walk of life. Yeah. Um, it, it, it is no respecter of persons in regard to race, color, or creed or, or uh, uh, economic status, mm, yeah. uh, any of those. I mean, I've, I've known uh, some very wealthy people who had give, their children had everything, and yet I know of one young man who found his way up to the casino boats up the river, up the interstate here, and, and um, lost a couple, about a quarter of a million dollars of his mm, parents' money. Well. And, you know, they were very well-to-do, and so they could bail him out of that, but it was yeah. just a terrible situation. And, of course, then I've seen the other side of it, too, where the very poor who, uh, and it often yeah. preys Can least afford it, yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. It often preys upon the weakest and meekest among us who can least afford it. And, and then these are the people, Don, who um, then uh, start embezzling from their employer or stealing from, yeah. from one place or another to try and pay, pay their bills or to cover their debts. And all it does is it just digs them a deeper hole from which uh, they have no hope of climbing out from apart from a relationship with Christ. Tom, we've drawn a contrast and a comparison, and some people think that there really is more of a comparison that investing is like gambling. Mm-hmm. And, and if that is the case, then Techmeyer Financial Services is, is engaged in the wrong business. Uh, but you've drawn a strong uh, threefold contrast between gambling and investing. Mm-hmm. Well, I really have, Don, and um, it, it it came to me after a lot of prayer and a lot of thought and and um, I mean, it's just it's just one of those things that's very clearly etched in my mind where yeah. I had been struggling with that that very issue, and people had often jokingly, but with um, a degree of seriousness or conviction in their voice, uh, told me that you know, what I did was nothing more than legalized gambling, and that that uh, you know that there wasn't any more to it than that, and and instinctively I knew that that couldn't be right that i was very yeah. uncomfortable with that yeah the, the the thought that i could be involved in in something like that did just i just thought the lord would not have me doing something if there was something wrong with it like that but you had to wrestle it through i did yeah i, and, I really did and, and so you, i began to pray about it and yeah. i remember just clearly one morning sitting on the floor in one of our bedrooms before we had kids and it was just like clearly revealed unto me, th- these three things just came right into my mind, just yeah. just clear as a bell. I mean, and I just know that was the work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's just great to, to, to talk about this, because it's been a long time since I've done so, and uh, I, the problem just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, it's huge. And, and, you know, it's just, it's really amazing that, I mean, you can, you, you can't hardly drive anywhere without hearing a, a, a commercial on the radio, or seeing a billboard, or reading a newspaper or watching a ball game on TV, but what the local casinos in Las Vegas aren't calling you with their siren song, trying to draw you into their clutches and snares to, to leave all your hard-earned money with them. Hmm, yeah. And uh, so it, it really is becoming a, um, a very major problem. And, of course, we know from practical research and reports from police departments and sheriffs and state patrol and 
that the numbers don't lie, that you know, wherever gambling is pervasive, uh, you see in, su- significant increases in crime, including um, drugs, uh, prostitution, violent crimes, burglary, yeah. robbery, assault. Uh, you also see a marked increase in personal bankruptcies. Uh, you just can't you you can't ignore numbers like that and say that that it doesn't have any impact. It most certainly does, and uh, uh, I know recently I read a report that uh, in in counties in Iowa, because they have expanded gambling in Iowa, uh, which is our neighbor state here to the right. east, but mm-hmm. in the counties that touch a county or surround a county with uh, that has a casino, bankruptcies over the last five years have been increasing at, at a rate of greater than 30% a year. Mm. Wow. So, I mean, that, that, th- those are significant numbers, and uh, it's very unfortunate. But, uh, as you stated a moment ago, we really believe that there are three major distinctions between gambling and investing, and this is why we believe that investing is not a roll of the dice. But, but, uh, and, and we also believe that, as a result of this, that uh, investing is something that God honors. Part of good stewardship. Yeah, that it is a part of faithful mm-hmm. and good stewardship. It's money gathered little by right. little, going back to Proverbs 13. Yes, and that gambling is something he detests. Mm-hmm. Right. That that he w- does not honor. Mm. Um, yeah. That grieves his, his spirit. And yeah. so, uh, obviously, uh, in our desire to be faithful stewards, uh, we can look at gambling as an, an honorable thing and as under the Lord, uh, while we can look at... at Gambling is something that's of Satan. Yeah, Investing is honorable. Gambling is dishonorable. Exactly. We right. want to draw that clear distinction. And then so, so once you understand that, then you move into the realm of, okay, well, why is that, and how can you tell the difference? Well, the first thing is is that with, with um, gambling, there's always a clock that is ticking. And what I mean by that, if you think about it for a moment, is that when, when, when the horses run through the finish line or when the wheel stops spinning or when the dice stop rolling or when the cards stop turning, at that point in time, you are either declared a winner or a loser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's just no two ways about it. That, that's just how it works. It doesn't, it doesn't go on indefinitely. You, yeah. you, the clock ticks, and boom, it's over, and you're a winner or a loser. Now, that's not, that's not true with investing. Let me give you an example of that. I okay. have had... Well, I've been doing this for 25 years, as you know. Right. And I've had clients that I've had the privilege of working for and with and serving over those 25 years. And I know for a fact that they have owned Coca-Cola stock, not too far down the road from you. Right. Grandpa and Grandma bought it, you know, back in the 30s. They passed on and left it to their son, right. you know, in the, in the 80s. He passed on and left it to his son in the 2000s, and yep. it just goes on. And on and on, passed on from one generation to the next. There is now, no ticking clock. No, there's no ticking clock. At no point in time has anybody uh, has has the alarm gone off or the bell rang and said, "Okay, let's pull out our Coca-Cola stock and see if we've won or lost." Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't work that way. You see, um, now that's not to say certainly that from those three generations of family members that at any given time there were certain periods of time where the stock, uh, you know, might have been at $50 and then pulled back to 40 but then it might have gone to 60 and then dropped to 50 and Or you could have invested in Ajax Cola and uh, found out it was a dog stock and lost your money. Well, yeah, the point is that, that you know, 
it, it can and does go up and down sure. in value. But again, even when it's down, it can come back. When the bell doesn't ring or the clock stop ticking and say, okay, let's check and see, uh, yeah. is Don Hawkins and his Coca-Cola stock a winner or a loser? No, see, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. That's a great thing about investing. Yeah. There is no ticking clock. No ticking clock. Let's talk about the second distinction. We get all three of these in here in just a few minutes. Yeah, the, the, the second one is that gambling is a zero-sum game. And if, if our listeners aren't familiar with that term, it simply means that for somebody to win, at least one other person has to lose. Yeah, and okay. usually a lot of other people have to yeah, lose. Yeah, and gambling, yeah, and, that, that, and the only reason that is is that's how they come up with the big payoffs. Right. You see, um, a whole bunch of people have put money in the one-armed bandit, lost it, and then eventually one, one poor uh, sucker, he, he wins yep. it. And thinks, oh, look, you know, this is great. Look what I've done. And somebody won like a what, a hundred, two hundred million dollars in a Powerball game recently. How many people literally yes. put their life savings right. into right. making that happen? Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's just the idea that someone wins, someone else, or many other people have to lose. That's how they yeah. pay the winnings. So if I win uh, while gambling, it always comes at the expense of someone else. You know what I'm saying? Sure, exactly. It doesn't work that way with investing. Let's say we'll use our Coca-Cola stock again as an example. Oh, yes. But let's just say that you bought Coca-Cola stock back in you know the 70s at, at, at $30 a share. Mm-hmm. And in the 80s, you sold it to somebody at 40 And in the 90s, they sold it to somebody at 50 mm-hmm. And at, after in 2002, they sold it to somebody at 60 So you see there, the whole point is, is that a, along that line of progression there, nobody benefited at the expense of somebody else yeah Mm -hmm. nobody had to lose in order for somebody else to win just think about that what Mm -hmm. a great thing god has given us here Mm -hmm. you know nobody has to lose for somebody else to win now sometimes the economy does shrink it does uh, tend to back up but typically those are cycles and the cycle turns into something more beneficial eventually and again go back to rule number one Clock's not ticking. Right. You're not forced to, you know, nobody's putting a gun at your head saying, okay, that thing's down, 20%, sell it. No, you see. I, I just really like the idea. You know, Galatians 6 reminds us that as we have opportunity, let us do good to all men, especially those who are the household of faith. Well, gambling violates that biblical principle. Mm-hmm. While it may benefit a few, it does lasting and devastating damage to many individuals and families and businesses. So investing, when properly done, never puts someone in a position to lose because someone else has won. All right, so we have already that uh, gambling has a ticking clock and a zero-sum game. What's the third distinction between gambling and investing? Yeah, it's one of my my favorite ones here, that with gambling, nothing of any lasting or eternal value is created. Mm, No lasting value. No, it's all poured down the black hole that finds its way to Las Vegas and other places um, that benefits owners of casinos and evil people tied up in organized crime, probably, and other things. But, um, you know, it, 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 it doesn't create anything of any eternal or lasting value. You know, I, I've, I've, you know, no one has ever been able to demonstrate that anything of eternal value has ever resulted. I, you know, when you think about the hospitals around here, there's Methodist Hospital and Lutheran Hospital, mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, they've, they've got Mount Sinai Hospital, you know, and um, I, I have yet to see one, you know, um, come from the gambling industry. Thank you for listening to this episode of Encouragement for You with Don Hawkins, host of Encouragement Live Radio and author of over 25 books, including Never Give Up and Master Discipleship Today. 
You can find more about Don and his books at encouragementlive.org. Encouragement for You is a production of Encouragement Communications with the Salem Web Network and lifeaudio.com. Editing by Phil Gebers, production by Elizabeth Andrade. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help people find us. Let me take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on Encouragement for You. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Stay encouraged and join us next time for Encouragement for You. Our world can feel chaotic and uncertain, but we don't have to live enslaved to fear. Christ has promised me and you his peace and throughout scripture has provided powerful tools and practical steps to help us experience greater freedom. I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, inviting you to join me and my team as together we learn how to starve our fears and feed our faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com or wherever you access podcast content.